Podcast One production. Your morning agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 12th of January. In breaking news this morning, the Democrats have formally moved to impeach US President Donald Trump. A resolution has been introduced to the House accusing Mr Trump of inciting insurrection over last week's riots at the US Capitol. The impeachment resolution says, quote, In all this, President Trump gravely endangered the security of the United States and its institutions of government, threatening the integrity of the democratic system and interfered with the peaceful transition of power, thereby betraying his trust as president to the manifest injury of the people of the United States. With just nine days before he leaves the White House, Mr Trump's own Republican Party continues to turn on the embattled leader. In a a seven-and-a-half-minute interview posted online, former California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger called for national unity in the wake of recent violence and to support President-elect Joe Biden. President Trump is a failed leader. He will go down in history as the worst president ever. The good thing is that he soon will be as irrelevant as an old tweet. But what are we to make of those elected officials who have enabled his lies and his treachery? I will remind them of what Teddy Roosevelt said. Patriotism means to stand by the country. It does not mean to stand by the president. The Democrat-controlled House of Representatives is expected to hold a vote on the impeachment as early as Wednesday. And there are now calls for greater security around Washington, D.C., with new reports emerging that pro-Trump extremists are planning armed protests and the storming of government buildings. Meantime, Melania Trump has broken her silence overnight in a letter posted on the White House website. The First Lady says she is disappointed and disheartened with what happened last week, condemning the violence as well as hitting out at her critics. In a statement, Mrs Trump says she finds it shameful that during these tragic events there has been salacious gossip, unwarranted personal attacks and false misleading accusations from people who are looking to be relevant and have an agenda. Still overseas and a grim warning from UK authorities, with Prime Minister Boris Johnson saying even tougher COVID lockdown restrictions will be enforced if needed as the country enters its most challenging week since the start of the pandemic. Despite widespread vaccinations, COVID infection rates and deaths are continuing to soar. Here's England's Chief Medical Officer, Professor Chris Whitty, on the BBC. This new variant is really pushing things uh, in a way that the old variant, which was already very bad, uh, was not able to. So we have a very significant problem. Uh, Here in London, for example, one in 30 people currently have this coronavirus, according to the Office for National Statistics. Across the country as a whole, it's one in 50. So this is a serious problem and it's rising in every part of England. Back home, and there are concerns Queensland's COVID crisis may not be over, despite the three-day Brisbane lockdown ending overnight. The partner of the hotel quarantine cleaner who originally sparked the shutdown has now tested positive to the highly contagious UK strain of coronavirus. Some restrictions will remain in place, with masks to be compulsory until the 22nd of January in high-density indoor areas. 
Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk warning residents need to remain vigilant. This has been um, unprecedented. It has been uh, extraordinary time for people. And as we know, this UK variant, the reason why we did it and why we're continuing to wear our masks in those public areas is because this is a highly contagious strain. 70% more contagious and we don't want to see that in our community. For a look at what else is making news around the country this Tuesday morning, Victoria's border crossing permit system is now live, allowing some residents to return to their home state. But there has been some teething issues. Our reporter Hannah Sly is in Melbourne with the latest. Thanks, Tash. Yes, that's right. All travellers, including residents who wish to re-enter Victoria, must now apply online for a border pass to enter the state. The system was meant to go live as of 6pm. However, applicants were met with website delays of around three hours, but that's since been rectified. In terms of who can cross over, well, Greater Brisbane and Sydney remain red zones, meaning access is denied for the moment. However, those in regional New South Wales can apply to come in. The application process is reportedly taking only minutes. If anyone tries to cross the border without a permit, a fine of up to five grand applies. A woman in Sydney's east has been charged with murdering her elderly neighbour. His body was discovered inside a unit just days before Christmas after concerns were raised for his welfare. Our reporter Kim Bradish is in Sydney with the latest. Yes, police raided a 46-year-old woman's home in South Coogee yesterday afternoon, seizing a number of items relevant to the investigation. She's been charged with murder and also dishonestly obtaining a financial advantage by deception. 77-year-old Peter McCarthy's body was found by police inside his Elphinstone Road home just five days before Christmas, with a post-mortem determining Mr McCarthy died from severe head and facial injuries. His neighbour will front court today. And it's been a long night for country fire service crews in South Australia. They've battled to contain an inferno at Blackford in the state's far southeast. Sean Maynard has the details from Adelaide. After a relatively quiet fire season so far, fire crews have tackled their first major inferno of the summer here in South Australia. This one sparked yesterday in farming land at Blackford and turned into a fast-moving grass fire, destroying almost 17,000 hectares, fanned by winds, it reached the fringes of the southeast town of Lucendale, where about 100 residents were forced from their homes by the uncontrolled blaze. Some 200 CFS volunteers and six water bombers have been able to largely get on top of the blaze after working well into the night, helped along by a cooler change after a day of temps in the high 30s. Uh, the fire danger's now been downgraded to advice only after the winds eased, but firefighters are warning there is still the chance it could spark up again if the weather conditions change. Brett Williamson from the Country Fire Service has this advice for anyone concerned about reignitions. With a fire ground that's of this size, there's going to be pockets of fuel in there that hasn't been burnt as it's rushed past. So we'd say to people that are within the fire ground, just keep an eye on, on what is happening around you. If you see a fire that you believe is a new one that's only just recently started, then please call it through to triple zero and we will get our crews onto it quickly and we'll also have crews on there for the next couple of days. Yeah, the blaze happened just hours after a teenager was arrested and charged with starting a grass fire at Flinders University in Adelaide South.
Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos. And Effie, to fix or not to fix, that is the home loan question. (laughs) (laughs) It sure is. And look, last year there was as many as 6,700 home loan cuts, of which 2,450 odd were cut to fixed rates. Now that's according to CanStar's data. So we know right now pretty much rates are rock bottom. And we also know that the official cash rate is expected to remain low for the next three years. So I guess homeowners are questioning, why would I lock in? Well, here's something to consider. Right now, there's no premium to lock in, and that means that fixed rates are lower than variable rates. And even though variable rate home loans will stay low through this period, as AMP capital economist Shane Oliver points out, these ultra-low fixed rate loans might start to rise as long-term bond markets start to anticipate a monetary tightening a few years ahead. And basically, that what that means is that if this rollout is effective, the economic recovery can be faster. And then what happens is that we see earlier rate hikes. And the key indicators to look for are the unemployment rate, if there is actually a fall in that, an upswing in wage growth and sustained upswing in un underlying inflation. Now, when you see that happening, what that means is is pointing that rates are going to go up and fixed rates would have already moved first. So that's why sometimes you can miss out on some great deals. Now, the cheapest three-year fixed home loan at the moment is about 1.89. When you compare it with the standard variable, you can save around $300 per month in repayments on a $400,000 loan but locking in. But do take care before you jump in. You want to know what's the total cost of locking in. Can you make extra repayments? Should you hedge your bets and maybe split your loan into fixed and variable? And what happens if you want to pay it out early or refinance? There can be some break fees involved. Yes, Effie, the devil is always in the detail. Now, talking about financial costs, gosh, it's very expensive for back-to-school costs with many students and many families. What are some of the schemes we could be eligible for to cut those costs down? Yeah, this is another financial headache. I'm very aware of it. Um, and look, a report uh, by uh, uh, Big W, got uh, done by YouGov, showed that uh, Aussies are expecting to pay about nine seventy per child for the 2020 year. When you add in your tech, your, uh, your school books, your supplies, your uniforms and so on, it's really important, obviously, to plan ahead. But a lot of us just don't have that kind of cash right now. And one way to alleviate it is to maybe look at some rebates and concessions you could be eligible for, get onto your state or territory's website. And I'll give you an example. Queensland, for example, has up to $281 for textbooks and resources. New South Wales, we've got that $100 Creative Kids voucher. These are just some samples. ACT, $750 bursary payment. In WA, $235, there's an educational program allowances. See if you're eligible. There's also uh, subsidised travel payments if you do live far away from your school and there is no public transport. Essentially, you're getting paid to take your kid to school, which sounds like a great concept. And others that I do like are the activity vouchers. So, for example, in New South Wales, you can be getting up to $200 a year per child. And the eligibility requirement there is just a Medicare card. And uh, a personal favourite of mine is a Saving Plus program. It runs for 10 months. Every dollar you save, they match it with another dollar. It's an initiative of the Brotherhood of St. Lawrence and ANZ. And again, just check the eligibility there. But there is money out there. There is some help if you do need it. Great advice. Effie, thanks so much. Thank you. (laughs) 
Time to check sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. Tim Payne had a day to forget as India held on for a draw in the third test at the SCG. Yes, good morning, Tash, uh, to you. Yeah, Tim Payne, by his own admission, did not have the greatest day in his test cricket history yesterday. Of course, he was brought into Captain Australia to steady the ship after Sandpaper Gate for his cool head and to, to move into a different realm in terms of the culture and the sledging that we had seen from the Australians over a long period. Well, yesterday he was at uh, the centre of that for all the wrong reasons. He dropped a number of catches as Australia desperately tried to get to eight wickets on the final day to claim victory and, and to uh, also edge ahead in the series 2-1 and have one hand firmly on the border Gavaskar trophy. Unfortunately, weren't able to do that. And Payne, as I mentioned, a big reason behind that, dropped uh, at least three catches, two off the dangerous Richard Pant who went on to make uh, 97 valuable runs. And then late in the day, Hanuma Vahari, who was an absolute brick wall, sharp chance that Payne dropped as well. That was in the final 10 overs. So Vahari and Ravi Ashwin uh, batted, survived for more than uh, 42 overs together. They finished at 5 for 334, the Indians to force a draw. Uh, It was a small crowd yesterday at the SCG. But a famous result for India under all sorts of duress. They had had a number of uh, injured players uh, but they held on for a, a famous draw at the SCG. And now we turn our attention to the, the fourth and final test at the Gabba starting on Friday. And the strikers have moved up to third on the BBL ladder after a win over the Stars last night, Brett. Yes, yeah, some really good form from the Adelaide strikers, not so much from the Melbourne Stars. That's now five of their last six that they have they have dropped. Uh, they set a total of 149 for the strikers to chase down. They did so with Relative ease, got there with six balls to spare. Uh, but now they'll uh, be without their star spinner, uh, Rashid Khan, for the rest of the tournament. He's off to join Afghanistan later this week on international uh, duties. But he went out in style last night, took a couple of wickets and took a catch as well. Um, so they will be missing him. But uh, the striker's in pretty good form, as you said, going up to third position on the BBL ladder. Those two teams will meet again on Friday. And Hawthorne has stood down one of its players over these ongoing allegations of inappropriate behaviour. That's right. That's uh, Jonathan Patton being investigated for allegedly uh, sharing lewd images with a number of women. So this emerged over the weekend. Uh, One complaint was made and now at least four women are alleging that uh, over the past couple of years, Jonathan Patton, uh, the Hawks forward, has uh, shared inappropriate content over social media. So no surprise that he has been stood down while this uh, investigation is being complete, wasn't at training uh, yesterday. Serious allegations, obviously, that uh, that Hawthorne is now looking into and we'll wait to find out what the repercussions of that will be because, um, yeah, as I said, now up to four women uh, have made a complaint. Brett, thanks so much. Thanks, Tash. Checking the weather details now around the country for this Tuesday morning and much cooler temperatures in many parts of Australia today. Partly cloudy, 29 for Brisbane, 29 degrees also expected today for Sydney, mostly sunny. Cloud clearing for Melbourne, a cooler 22 on the way today. A shower or two expected for Canberra, 34 the expected top. Early shower or two for Hobart, 21. Mostly sunny and 30 degrees expected today for Adelaide. Mostly sunny also for Perth with a top of 32. 34 and a possible shower or storm for Darwin. 
And this may come as no surprise as plenty of Australians allegedly took to online shopping over the festive period, with Australia Post smashing the record books, recording its biggest month ever in its 211-year history. Australia Post delivered a whopping 52 million parcels throughout December, and that's up almost 20% on the year before. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. Please rate and review and you can also follow us on your socials at Your Morning Agenda on Instagram. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.